Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope you're having a good day. This is the fourth little dig a bit for this month's study, the December study month four. We're talking about what's with all the rebellion this month. We talked in our last dig a bit about presumptuous sin a little bit. I wanted us to look at Numbers chapter 15 today. That's one of the the reading assignments for this month. Numbers chapter 15 verses 27 to 31. In this passage, which is right in between the account of the murmurers who didn't get to go into the land. The 12 spies came back and rebelled in that they delivered a report of faithlessness that they were not going to be able to go into the land because of the giants that were there, because the people were well armed. And you remember they just caused the whole camp, almost everybody in the camp. We have the exceptions of Moses and Aaron and Caleb and Joshua. But right between the account of the 12 spies who came back and caused the people to sin, and in between that and the rebellion of Korah, which was also a part of your lesson this time, the uprising once again against the authority of Moses and Aaron. It's reminiscent of our last dig a bit where we talked about how that one of the earmarks of presumptuous sin is always a lack of respect for delegated authority. Well, Moses and Aaron were clearly God's delegated authority, and Korah is, along with Dathan, Abiram, and on, he's about to stand up against that authority. I mean, in a blatant way. And when he's asked to come and meet with Moses, he says, no, we will not come. So, I mean, he is gonna stand up against authority in a blatant way. So right in between the horrible, 12 spy episode and the Korah, Dathan, and Abiram episode and on. Sometimes we just say Korah, Dathan, and Abiram on is mentioned in verse 1 of chapter 16. But then when Moses called to them in verse 12, he called to Dathan and Abiram and they said, we will not come up. So we don't have on mentioned in some of the other cases. Moses said to Korah in verse 16. So Moses said to Korah in verse 8. But we do have on mentioned as being one in the in that number in um, verse 1. In verse 24, it's just Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. In verse 25, it's Dathan and Abiram. In verse 27, it's Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. So I don't know what on did to... Uh, escape the negative consequences later on in the chapter, but we see him mentioned less than the others. And that's just a parenthetical thing for you here in this um, discussion of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Let me go back now, right in between the 12 spies and Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, we have God giving this really succinct and clear delineation between sins of ignorance and sins that are on purpose. Presumptuous sin, as we have called it. Verse 27, Numbers chapter 15. If any soul sins through ignorance, then he can bring a she-goat of the first year for a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sins ignorantly. When he sins by ignorance. Boy, he really emphasizes that. He sins ignorantly, and he sins by ignorance. 
before the Lord to make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. So we have a sacrifice, an atonement, and the word forgiven there when we are talking about sins of ignorance. You have one law for him that sins through ignorance, both for him that's born among the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourns among you. Whether you're an Israelite or whether you are an outsider that's traveling with Israel, if you sin by ignorance, it can be forgiven by atonement. Verse 30, but the soul that does ought presumptuously, whether he's born in the land or a stranger, the same reproaches the Lord, brings shame on the Lord. And that soul shall be cut off from among his people because he's despised the word of the Lord and broken his commandment. That soul shall utterly be cut off. His iniquity shall be upon him. God really draws a line here, a difference. We have sacrifice, atonement, forgiveness. And when a person then sins presumptuously, we have despised the word of the Lord, broken his commandment, utterly be cut off, and iniquity shall be on him. There's a difference in the way God views sin. Sometimes people say sin is sin is sin. That's just a myth. There is a difference in the way God views sin. And there's certainly a difference in the way he, he views ignorant sin and presumptuous sin. I think if we think about our jobs as parents, we would have to uh, admit, we would, we would know that we as parents view transgressions of our children differently if they do them in ignorance. If your children do something and are attempting to hide it from you, they're not doing it in ignorance. And we're going to view that differently than if we call them out. Let's say, um, let's just say it's language. We call them out for saying a word. And we can know by the looks on their faces that they had no idea that was a bad word. We find our teenagers texting bad words to people who are going to... Um, pollute them, people who are going to corrupt them, and we find them using those bad words over and over, and when we ask them about it, we see guilt written all over their faces. There's a difference in our view of those two transgressions, even though technically it was the same transgression. That's what God is doing here, delineating between ignorant sin and sins that are on purpose purposefully disobeying a known command of God. And then right after that, right after that, we have the account of this man who went out and broke the law of the Sabbath by picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. Was that presumption? Absolutely it was. The Sabbath wasn't a little obscure commandment. It wasn't something that he had never been familiar with before. It wasn't like he had seen people keeping the Sabbath day every week of his life. He knew the law of the Sabbath. It was clearly stated, not just somewhere obscurely in the Levitical law, somewhere in all those, those technical, um, I'm going to say regulations of the Levitical law. It was one of the Ten Commandments. It was the, the fourth of those Ten Commandments written on the tables of stone. He knew the law. 
but he disobeyed it. I want us to notice when we're reading about him, verse 32, while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man who gathered sticks on the Sabbath day. And those people who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they put him in ward because it was not declared what should be done unto him. You know, I I wondered about that. It's like the verse is telling us that they put him in jail because they really didn't know what to do to him. If we look at Exodus chapter 31, beginning in verse 14, You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it's holy to you. Everyone who defiles it, here we go, shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. You're going to be put to death. You're going to be cut off. You're going to be no more. And then we turn over to to where this man defiled the Sabbath. And they put him in jail because they didn't know what to do to him. I think they knew what to do. I think they were about to presume upon God as well. The Lord said to Moses, verse 35, The man shall surely be put to death. All the congregations shall stone him with stones without the camp and all the congregation brought him without the camp and stoned him with stones and he died as the Lord commanded Moses now perhaps verse 31 that says they put him in ward because it wasn't declared what they what should be done to him maybe it was the means of death maybe we could assume that but if they were deciding the fate of this man whether or not he would be put to death then they were presuming against God too. I just want us to notice here that God is very, very serious about sins that are committed. Verse 30 uses the word presumptuously. Let's fill in our other words that we had in our last dig a bit. But the soul that doeth ought boldly with daring, the soul that sins arrogantly, The soul that sins recklessly and proudly. And remember, I said it's in-your-face sin. That's what this man did. He knew it was wrong. It was one of the Ten Commandments. It was something he had seen Israel observe all of his life. And he committed this in-your-face sin. God says the soul that sins presumptuously Whether he's born in the land or a stranger, the same reproaches the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. And that's exactly what happened to this man at the end of Numbers chapter 15. I think God was talking to the church. I think, you know, we read in the New Testament that these things were written for our learning. They were written for examples to us. So these faithless people, spies, came back from the land of Canaan, And they presumed to tell Israel that we can't go and take the land that God had already given them. God didn't ask them to go in, you remember, and make a judgment about whether or not the land could be taken. He had already given it to them. They presumed to do something that was totally foreign and opposite the will of God in their lack of faith. Then they turned right around and God said, don't go up to the top of the hill. Don't think you're going to take the Amalekites now. And they said, oh, Lord, you wanted us to go up there in the first place. We're repenting now. We're going to go up and take the Amalekites now. God said, don't go up. They presumed to go up anyway. 
It says presumed in verse 44. They presumed, and this is chapter 14, they presumed to go up to the hilltop. Nevertheless, the Ark of the Covenant wasn't with them. The Lord wasn't with them. Moses wasn't with them. And the Amalekites came down and the Canaanites, which dwelt in the hill, and smote them and discomfited them even to Hormah. God was pretty mad about that because they presumed just right after he had given them the lesson about the the spying out of the land he had punished them and said all of them all of you are going to die in the wilderness so they turned around they said in the name of something good they said we repent now we're going to do it god said don't do it they presumed to go up anyway and then we have god defining here delineating making a clear distinction between ignorant sin and presumptuous sin and then immediately following we have a man going out and picking up sticks on the sabbath and israel saying what are we going to do about that And then it is followed by that great uprising of Korah. You know, God was describing the hearts of people here, the hearts of people that are tempted to go our own way, even as rebels against the will of the Lord. And over and over and over, his punishments were were severe. They were destroying themselves as they destroyed, is the way that Jude would say it. They were, in the end, their corruption, their defilement was their destruction. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.